It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shoei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Coming up on this special Locked On Dodgers, Locked On Padres crossover episode, we will preview the final regular season series between the Dodgers and Padres, which starts today. And uh, based on our past history, I will make fun of Javi a lot, and Javi will uh, laugh and just take it. So let's get Locked On Dodgers and Locked On Padres. Oh, we don't have a a starting song to to put in. Normally, yeah, I throw, throw in the Locked On Dodgers uh, video, but you know this is a crossover. We can't. There's probably there's probably six or eight Padre fans watching this episode too, and uh, we don't want to alienate them right off the bat. So uh, I hope they're not lo- too loyal to you, Javi, because uh, if so, then we probably will alienate them at some point in this episode. Yeah, we got to be careful of that. I got to be careful not to say anything whatsoever that admits that the Dodgers are a good team. Uh, they'll get mad at me if I do that as well. So I, you gotta, you gotta hang on to what you have. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just, you gotta hang on to what you have. The same way the Padres are hanging on to this wild card spot right now. Yeah. Welcome to Locked On Walking on Eggshells. Um, <laughs> are we allowed to talk about Eric Hosmer? Yes, a hundred percent. Ever since he left the team, he's fully allowed. I can say it. It's you great, acknowledge his way. existence once again. I acknowledge his existence. He went to the Red Sox, which was in a lot of ways since I hate every Boston team at all of Boston sports. So it was perfect. And then my one friend who's a Red Sox fan texted me and it was like, oh my God. <laughs> like He's like, wait, you were watching this for how long? <laughs> well, yeah, like four or five years, you know, <laughs> it was pretty rough. Yeah. I think he had like actually a double at his first game, but then after that, that was, that was it. Um, yeah. But unfortunately they replaced him with not necessarily a great crop of new folks here. Although, yeah, I was just the, gonna say, did they didn't they just get the switch hitting version of Eric Hosmer and uh, to replace yeah, they him? They basically did. Um, I know that Josh Bell, uh, when he first got to the team, his ground ball rate was among the highest in baseball for his tenure in Padres, not beforehand. Um, and now he's batting under 200, his on base is not slugging the ball whatsoever. That's really unfortunate, but the still the bad mojo and vibes like you could be performing like. What's his name? Like Chris Davis, the year that he almost broke like the hit list record and still the vibe would have felt better. I'm being so serious when I say that the Hosmer vibe of just this guy who was getting all sorts of defense for no reason, seemingly by everybody from from Machado to media to random fans. It was 
really frustrating having this guy on the team. And he kind of got his last laugh because in order for the trade to go through, the Padres had to send uh, Luke Voigt to the Nationals, who I miss very dearly, um, even if he was a flawed player. Uh, so he did get one last little to the to the Padres fans, I think. so. The Nationals don't have a rule about having to have your jersey buttoned up, do they? No, I don't think so. I don't think okay. so. So, so he's Luke Voigt can still be there. Luke Voigt. Yeah. He's, he's Man, still killing dude. it over there. I, I he, at him. least buy an undershirt luke come on <laughs> i know right but i like um there was this funny video um i think it was a game against uh i think it was in petco i think it might have been against the rockies or something there was this little kid who was like imitating him and i was like that's so funny like he walks over and they do the little thing i thought that yeah, was hilarious, we, we should yeah. all have luke voigt's confidence because luke voigt like <laughs> obviously he's a big strong man and everything mm-hmm. he is not the most well-built player in the major leagues no and yet no. he opens up that jersey like he's john carlos stanton or or uh, Starling Marte or somebody who like really has something to show off, and he's just Luke Voigt, but you know he he seems happy about it. So and, and you know, at least Justin Turner wears an undershirt. You know, Justin Turner has the same button issue as Luke Voigt. But Justin Turner says, you know what, my dad bod, I'm going to wear an undershirt. Yeah, he does do that. But again, like you said, I respect the confidence, man. I respect yeah. the confidence, especially after getting tossed out of the New York uh, land and then going to the Padres and now the Nationals. He He's, you know, he's, I think he is what he is. He's going to hit you some home runs. Unfortunately, going to strike out a lot, be very streaky. Uh, but hey, uh, lo- love him so much. Hosmer, yeah. I'm good. I'm good. And it's, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. great that I can say his name now. Um, I know that there's been players on the Dodgers that have struggled a little bit that have also, you know, that like the, you have the Joey Gallo, who was basically the, the Yankees equivalent of Hosmer on a little bit of a smaller scale because he wasn't with the Yankees as long who's now with the Dodgers. And I don't know. I was, I was genuinely happy for the guy um, when that happened. And I'm not just saying, cause the Dodgers um, or whatever, but it was like, all right, you go to this organization that tends to get the best out of quite literally everybody. Um, whether it be Andrew Heaney, by the way, another former Yankee who was seen crying in the dugout at one point. Instead, he's a pretty effective pitcher. And then you have Joey Gallo go over there, and I haven't been following him too much, but he's got to been doing, be doing better than what he was doing with the Yankees. I know his defense ticked up a little bit. And the other thing is, man, that New Jersey article that came out, I think it was like a couple days before the deadline. I was just like, come on, guys. This is like, I feel so bad. And when he went to the Dodgers, I was like, yeah, he'll be fine. And I think that I want to bring this around to our conversation because it should be really emphasized that the Padres need to – Padres fans, I should say, should look at why is it that these guys keep going to the Dodgers and becoming good? Maybe, 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 Jeff, maybe, just maybe. It might be because they kind of have an idea of what they're doing, and it's not just building a fantasy team. Um, And you're just saying, this guy is hitting 300, get him. Instead, they're targeting, usually, a lot of lower-cost players. Um, They're certainly paying a lot, obviously but they go out and find decent guys who can do what they need them to do. And then they come in, they make them better and vice versa. So that's, that has to be um, emphasized a lot. We talk about this a lot, whatever we do with crossover, the Padres fans like to say, what's the cute little phrase that came up with? Hold on. Uh, it's like a reverse of the, the bought, not built. There we go. Right. They, they love saying that. And it's very, it's like 30% true. Maybe that might even be a little bit high because 
yes, Mookie. And again, I hate the Boston Red Sox for this exact reason. I hate them so much. Yeah, there's a lot of money involved there. They did exchange some prospects, but still there's money involved there. They want to keep Trey Turner, and they're paying him a decent amount. There's, they've had a lot of players. They got paid back in the day. Remember that? Remember Manny? Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Those were good days, right? I, I um, do. It was a so weird time. <laughs> it was a weird time. I remember how much I didn't like Manny Ramirez. And he had that that conference where he's like, "I'm back." <laughs> it was like the funniest thing. Oh, I've good seen. old man! It was like he was talking to me because he knew how much I couldn't stand him. Um, the, the but yeah, funny all thing... that is to say, it's not all just paying. And I think that what happened with the Padres at the deadline, you're seeing guys like they've traded for literally everybody. Uh, yeah, that's the funny thing about it being Padres fans who are saying that mm-hmm. you know, bought not built. It's like okay. Who was it that that gave Eric Hosmer that contract when every other team in baseball recognized we shouldn't give that much money to Eric Hosmer? You know, they signed Manny Machado. They, you know, like with Tatis out, like, do they have any homegrown players? And Tatis, I'm giving him credit for being homegrown. They traded for him when when he wasn't a huge prospect, you know. Mm -hmm. Other than that, it's like, you know, they're they're starting rotation. It's like (laughs) you, Darvish, Blake Snell, Joe Musgrove, you know, uh, Mike Clevenger, all these guys. They didn't produce those guys, you know, and and I don't care. Like, that's the thing. There's there's so many different ways to create, uh, to put mm-hmm. together a baseball team. One of them is drafting and developing players, which the Dodgers are very good at, which is why they have Clayton Kershaw, Walker Buehler, Dustin May, Will Smith, Gavin Lux, you know, a long list of guys, Cody Bellinger. You know, there's also picking guys up this, off the scrap heap, like Justin Turner, Max Muncy, and Chris Taylor. Mm-hmm. And there's free agency and, you know, there, which is Freddie Freeman. Really, it's just Freddie Freeman. And then the other ones, it's you trade for guys, you know, and we have these prospects. Hey, guess what, Red Sox? We're going to give up Alex Verdugo, who we really, really like, and Jeter Downs, and whatever the guy's name is, last name Wong, uh, for Mookie Betts and David Price. And, oh, and we'll take David Price off your hands. We'll pay some of his contract, you know. So they're using their money there. But, yeah, I mean, the fact is there's a lot of ways to build a baseball team, and the Dodgers are pretty darn good at all of them. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not that the Padres are necessarily foolish. I still stand by the Soto trade. I think everyone does. And I think that it's really key to note that that Soto is really, truly like a top five talent in the league. I was very vocal about saying I just didn't think that was the only thing they could do at the deadline. I obviously was amped. It was exciting. It was fun. It was fun for me and my pod. But I, didn't, I thought they could build a little bit differently. And I think that fans sometimes have to remember that it's not because my, my opinion on trading prospects isn't that I'm reticent to do it because I think that particular prospect is the next Cody Bellinger when he was still good. He's the next Aaron Judge. He's the next, heck, Brian Reynolds even. Like, it give you like a fringe pretty good player. It's not that. It's more just having that friggin' space feels so good. And that's part of the Dodgers too. And it's funny because speaking of drafting, like go Google the 2016 Dodgers draft class. It's pretty absurd what they got that year. It was, I'm just pulling it up right now. Gavin Lux, Will Smith, Mitchell White, Dustin May, DJ Peters, Devin Smeltzer. And and not all these guys are like superstars, but the fact that they became things. Tony Gonsolin is in this draft too, right? There's a lot of players in here that are at least – things and that's very rare zach mckinney yeah, aren't there like Graham 15 Ashcraft. big leaguers from that draft already yeah it's like and that's yeah. huge 
people don't realize it's like and yeah there's some bangers in there right like lux becomes a little bit of something gonsolin right dustin may but and will smith of course Best really perpetually yeah, that guy. yeah perpetually kind of underrated but you know that's that just goes to show you it's not just the the money thing although that is a huge part of it but hey man uh all right we'll see what happens right yeah we're gonna come back in a minute we're gonna talk about actually this series that's coming up you know and and we'll get to the portion of the i'm sure we'll get to the part where i make fun of you some uh mm -hmm. but first i want to talk to everybody about bet online javi click the buttons uh I while i talk okay javi's clicking the buttons so betonline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your number one continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. Every sport. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, so if you are betting on this series, uh, I don't know, Javi, uh, I won't ask you who you would bet on because, you know, uh, you probably have a conflict of interest there. But uh, <laughs> it, it's kind of an interesting series simply because the Dodgers are kind of playing for something. The Padres are playing for more than the Dodgers are, but also the Padres are in pretty good, you know, they don't really have, uh, you know, they're 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 fighting for, home field advantage i guess no because even that they're really it's are you going to play the braves or the mets uh mm -hmm. or the braves or the cardinals in the in the opening series and in some ways it seems like you'd probably rather be the last wild card seed than the the second one uh because mlb is just allergic to good ideas like they just <laughs> avoid them like the plague and Agreed. you know why i i don't understand I, I do understand they, they want to put value on winning the division, but once you've done that, they should reseed, you know, and if, okay, we know who, what four teams are playing in the NLDS. And now let's do that based on record, because as it is right now, the, if the Padres stay where they are, they're currently the second wildcard seed. They would play the Braves in the opening round. And if not the Braves, then the Mets, you know, if the Braves can over, overtake the Mets that's a really tough first round matchup whereas the Phillies as the third wild card spot would get to face the Cardinals who are a solid team but probably not as good a team as the Braves or the Mets uh if we're dealing in understatements here uh so yeah I don't know how, how do you feel do you do you anticipate the the Padres doing anything to try to get that third spot instead of the second spot first of all I will say the Phillies Cardinals potential series is like the most diametrically opposed teams where one is just solid and good. Hey, defense. team that catches everything yeah. against team that catches nothing. <laughs> it catches nothing. And then like the Phillies, they do have some good starting pitchers, but like, it's just very, that would be like a wild series to watch. You play. can make everybody on the Cardinals play out of position and they would still have a better defensive team than the Phillies. <laughs> yep. you can, just you can just make pull names out of hats. Today's field. starting shortstop, Paul Goldschmidt. Better <laughs> yeah. than whoever's starting it short for the Phillies. Yeah, exactly. Yadier Bolita, go play center field. Why? <laughs> no, just, 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 I, I don't know. Let's not push it that far. No, I know. Um, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna be mean. Bring on Atlanta, man. I don't care. All right. You know why? Because I've watched the sports world for a long time. I've watched the Atlanta Hawks. And most importantly, I've watched the Atlanta Falcons. 
you won your World Series. Congrats. Uh, honestly, an unbelievably well-run team, too. Um, I'm kind of, you know, they got a little bit gun-shy at one point. You know, they, they hung on to their guys for a little bit, but then they decided, let's do the thing where we take advantage of the fact that play the arbitration process and just sign our guys now. And I think that clearly there's some trust there. Um, even if they could make more later, they're like, how about we just give you a pretty good deal right now? So shouts to the Braves with that. But for the most part, they've had a lot of blown leads, including to your team back in uh, 2020, right? I think it was 2020. Yes, sir. Yes, it was in 2020, the 3-1 lead. You have the Falcons, all this stuff. So my thing is, if anyone can blow it, it's the Atlanta Braves. On paper, though, oh my God, the Braves are infinitely better. But either way, there's going to be a team that's probably better than the Padres. And some people will say, well, the Cardinals, they just beat them two out of three. That is true. It was a good series for the Padres. And their starting rotation, the trinity that they have going, can match up with basically any starting three I think, especially come playoff time with uh, Blake Snell, Joe Musgrove, and you Darvish. But uh, the Cardinals also, there's just such a well-built team. And they have that stupid Cardinals BS where you know Miles Michaelis is going to come in and throw six scoreless innings for some reason. And then you know Miles Michaelis really is good the biggest guys. mystery in baseball to me. I, mm-hmm. like, I don't understand how Miles Michaelis exists. Like he he's the the Merrill Kelly of the Cardinals. Like they are the same person. <laughs> and, and it's like, hey, look, I don't know who you are. I don't know where you came from. I know you're not good. So why are you pitching well? <laughs> it's like um I'm trying to think of another one. It was uh was it Brandon McCarthy for the Dodgers who was good randomly? I can't McCarthy remember. Was, are, are you thinking of Brett Anderson? He was really good there for a yes. couple of years. There we yeah. go. Yeah, that's one. Oh, and uh, who was the dude pitched for the Mariners? Like, and he had been bad his whole career. They had a good season for the Mariners, got an extension, and then immediately fell off a cliff. Uh, what year? What year? Uh, just in, probably three or four years ago. I would guess 2018 <sighs> or 2019. It's oh, all right. Next did time. Did he go to the Yankees too? I don't know. Oh, man. I'll, I'll find this one next time you're talking. So you, you say whatever you're going to say next, and I'll ignore you while I'm looking up. Uh, <laughs> who this guy is i think i know who you're talking about too it's like something wade leblanc you should yes there we go yes Yes. i knew it's all right there we go they had that other guy who was pretty decent too who had like more than one good year but he was always hurt um yeah yeah i think that look it's i forgot what the question was to be perfectly honest um but i will say we're just talking about who the who the Padres would rather face in the postseason um yeah, yeah. and you know if it is the Braves I think the mm-hmm. division series is a good time to face the Braves because there's a chance Spencer Strider's going to be out I mean there's a chance mm-hmm. Spencer Strider's going to miss the whole postseason if it you know obliques are notoriously hard to predict and and long to recover from uh but I think his chances of missing the division series are pretty high and so you know obviously mm-hmm. Max Fried and, and Kyle Wright are still good pitchers but missing Spencer Strider that's definitely an advantage. Uh, I know Padre fans are intimately familiar with uh, missing good starting pitchers in the division series and then using that as an excuse for the next couple of years. No, um, no, no, no. Maybe not no, you. There's. Oh, if I had a nickel for every time I heard, well, if Clevenger and Lamette hadn't been hurt, then we would have scored more than three runs in three games or whatever. This is a great know. encapsulation of the bubbles that we're both in. Because from my perspective, I, I literally remember what I was doing. I was playing Mario Party on my Switch, and all of a sudden some Dodger fan just tweeted at me like, 
how did it feel to get swept, bro? And all these things. I was like, hey, the pitchers were out. Like that that's has yeah. a part to play with it. I, oh yeah. I, I don't... Well, we had a. it was like some fifth uh rotation starter. So I'm like, what is going on here? I was just minding my own business. So you, I don't know. You but, and like... my old college roommate are the only Padre fans <laughs> I interact with on a regular basis. Uh he actually listens to your show. Hey, hey Toof, what's up? Oh, um hey, what's yeah. up? His real name's Aaron, but his last name's Sabi. And so dumb college nickname uh i i started calling him tooth like a saby tooth tiger so t-o-o-f is his name and yeah every time i go over to his house these days and his wife calls him aaron i'm like who the crap is aaron this is tooth learn his name amy uh all right now that i've mentioned aaron and amy saby on this podcast padre fans you know uh, i don't actually know if amy cares about baseball at all but but tooth's a big padre fan so uh uh so and the other downside of if the Padres were to try to maneuver into that third wildcard spot is they're, they're, uh, the Brewers are only one and a half games out of that spot, which means that yeah. the Padres are three games ahead of the Brewers. They're in pretty good shape there. But that I think that's why, as a baseball team, you never try to lose or even don't play your hardest for any particular seeding ideas because how bad would it be if they said, oh, we'd rather have the third wildcard spot, and then the Brewers get hot and they end up getting bounced out of the – postseason altogether the brewers are with the exception of the dodgers although it's close at least for this year and even more than the red sox because everybody hates the red sox right now because of how horrible their gm has been going lately um my most hated team uh and i cannot stand the idea of the brewers being in the playoffs and especially my uh some friends would make fun of me and be like hey, how funny would it be if they trade you hater and then beat you in the, into the playoffs and i would be livid if that happened hopefully it doesn't um congratulations first of all to whoever plays milwaukee if they make the playoffs congrats on the uh, the 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 first round bye i'm really excited for the three runs they'll get from two two willie adamas home runs and an rbi double from Hunter Renfro or whatever the heck. And then that's it. That's all the score for the rest of the series. Um, and of course, again, for your listeners, I hate the Brewers because they have a really solid foundation. Their players aren't answering free agency in a while. They don't spend whatsoever. And they convince their fans that Andrew McCutcheon and Hunter Renfro, former Padre, of course, uh, are going to be like, the, wow, great additions. Awesome stuff. It's like all you did at the day- deadline is the first place team was trade away one of your best assets. That's all they did. You can't. Right. I don't want to praise the Brewers for only, even if it might have been a good trade, only trading away. If you countered that and also went and got, I don't know, name someone, Benintendi, I don't know what the heck the Brewers need. But like then I'd be like, okay, you did a deadline. I'm not just going to give you credit for kicking the can down the road. I think it's dumb, and I hate the Brewers. But um, I do want to congratulate yeah, you, Javi, that- on being the first person ever to have strong feelings about the Brewers. <laughs> no i know that's that's why i'm making it my thing by the way because i know nobody hates the brewers so, as much as i so, do so my family i was born into a dodger family you know my dad mm-hmm. grew up in in la he was four years old when the dodgers moved to la and and they became a dodgers family so i was born into a dodgers family you know mm-hmm. but uh, in my family i have i have three brothers and two sisters and all of us like the dodgers except two of my brothers my oldest brother and my little brother don't care about baseball one way or the other, you know, to the extent that they mm-hmm. care, they're Dodger fans, but they don't care about baseball. And my little brother actually just to be contrarian, he used to say his favorite team was the Brewers because that was the most <laughs> random team that he could think of. Like, why would anybody, why would anybody care yeah. about the Brewers? And so that that's a, it always makes me laugh. Like seriously, 
you might be the first person I've ever met. Uh, oh no, the guy who does uh, the Locked On Today show. Uh, can't remember his name right now. I've been on a show. Peter Bukowski. Peter Bukowski. He's a Brewers fan, yeah. and so yeah. I've heard him say several swear words related to the Brewers. <laughs> but other than that, it's like. I don't know. I, I guess people care, but nobody no, I, I know. know. I know what you mean. My one friend who chose the Royals because he wanted a new team and just loaded up MLB like 07 the show and was like, whoever is the lowest ranked team, like that's who I'll be a fan of. And it actually worked out well for him. Um, was yeah. that the pre-Hosmer Royals? I'm going to assume so, yeah. I think it was yeah, probably Hosmer probably Royals. would have come up in about 2010 or so, huh? It was like Alex, Actually, I think, beginning of Alex Gordon, I think, Royals. I think like Hosmer had, I think Hosmer's rookie card was the same set as Mike Trout's. So, 2011 <laughs> Tops update, I think. So, <laughs> oh man, God. But seriously, like, I'm in such a good mood knowing he's not on this team. It's just so nice. I don't care. But yeah. Um, so, we got the, this the series coming up. You know? Yeah, we got the series coming up. <laughs> Now that we're 23 and a half minutes into this episode. So a series between the Dodgers and Padres, huh? Um, yeah. You know, and I mentioned Padres are playing for the postseason, kind of. They, mm-hmm. you know, they don't totally. What, do you know what their magic number is to clinch a postseason spot? I believe it's six. I believe. Okay. With nine be. games left and looking at the schedule, you know, uh, obviously the three with the Dodgers could go either way. Um then you got three with the White Sox, three with the Giants. The White Sox and the Giants are both teams that aren't playing for anything anymore. Uh, yeah. You know, the Giants have already been mathematically eliminated. The White Sox either have been mathematically eliminated or are very close. Let's see. They are seven and a half games out of the of the last wild card spot with nine games to play. So they're essentially playing for nothing. Uh, and sometimes those things can, uh, you know, the, the playing just to play spoiler, which can be meaningful you know it can be mm-hmm. are, are you worried about uh, you know putting aside the three with the dodgers are, are you worried about any of those games with the white Sox or the giants about them spoiling your season believe it or not not the giants and this is just going to be pure speculation and just vibes but just like a bad aura around that giants team right now maybe this is because of that scott needles nettles i forgot his name that had the little interaction that went semi-viral uh when when he took him out of the game and he was upset about it maybe there's just like a bad aura around that team the white Sox, i just fear stars in these situations and they have them i know they've been hurt i know they've been beat up but i can see a world in which you just get the i don't know if cease is going to be matched up dylan cease is going to be matched up with the padres but i could see him being great and then i could see you know they turn it around and johnny cueto has a good game who they just picked off, picked up off the scrap heap. Then if whoever else is healthy on that team, right? Maybe Yuan Mancata shows up for a little bit. Eloy Jimenez, Luis Robert. Like, I don't know who's healthy on that team, Tim Anderson, but I do just fear the stardom there and that they might just want to end the season on a high note. Tony LaRusse is not there anymore. So I fear them more uh, than the Giants. I know they have Rodon. I don't care, whatever. Uh, they can't score and their defense sucks. So that's my thing with the Giants. I'd be more afraid of the White Sox because they feel like, spoiled wasted talent well the giants seem like a team that damn you guys really just lucked out last year (laughs) like you guys just had a lot go your way great team very fun story but brandon crawford was slugging like four eight like it feels like a fever dream right uh that that, yeah uh, i got yelled at so many times for insisting all year last year I still believe the Dodgers are a better team than the Giants. So people are like, well, why are they trailing in the standings? It's like because mm-hmm. the best team always doesn't finish in first place, you know? 
but you know that you look at i mean if if uh if sheldon noisy learns how to stretch his arm the dodgers win the division last year <laughs> they literally lost the division because they lost the game because a force out at second to end the game sheldon noisy caught the ball with his glove against his chest instead of sticking his arm out, and the guy beat the throw. You're trying to tell me that if Sheldon Noisy knew how to use his arms instead of acting like a T-Rex, that's all that was standing between the Dodgers being a better team than the Giants? And, and so this year, like, I don't care. I don't think about the Giants except when they're playing the Dodgers. But, you know, when they do play the Dodgers, and I remember, oh, wow, they're really bad this year. I do think it's funny that you uh, think that Zach Littell's name is Scott Needles. So that's, uh, you know. What am I getting? Craig Nettles, like what? What name am I getting? Greg Nettles. Greg Nettles Greg played Nettles? in the seventies and eighties, and, and oh God, you're like a, the Fleer Baseball Card Company, uh, <laughs> thinking his name is Craig because his name was Greg, but it was spelled G R A I G, and so a lot of people thought it was Craig, but it was actually Greg, just spelled wrong. So, but no, he wasn't Zach Latell. Greg Nettles, as far as I know, has not had a verbal squabble with with. Uh, the Giants manager in the, in the last okay. few weeks, Man, uh, Greg Nettles, I, he might, right you know, and Greg Nettles <laughs> yeah, did play for the Giants was. briefly, I think in the eighties, but, uh, and, uh, yeah. And so then you got the Dodgers who aren't really playing for anything. They, they, they're playing for home field advantage in the world series at this point, their magic number for that is four. Uh, if the Dodgers win, if the Dodgers go three and six, the rest of the way, they, they have home field advantage in the world series. And uh, because all nine of their games are against the NL West. And so they'd have the tiebreaker over the Astros if they win three of those games. I, I don't know. Like, I, I have no idea what to expect from this series. You know, we don't even know who's going to be pitching for either team on Thursday. We know mm -hmm. on, let's see, on Tuesday, it's Julio. No, that's Wednesday. Oh, man, I got my tabs mixed up. One of the games is Tyler Anderson against Blake Snell. And the, the other game is Julio Arias against Joe Musgrove. And then it's TBA against TBA on Thursday. Uh, you, you threw out, before we uh, started recording, you threw out the idea of Sean Mania starting that game for the Padres. And I, I, I don't know if you were just saying that because you like to see me smile or not. But, uh, you know, it's understandable if you were. You got to do what you got to do. You know, <laughs> you got to do what you got to do so you can do what you want to do, you know. Uh, yeah, that look. <sighs> Pitchers have random good days sometimes. It could happen. I saw some dude, um, Kyle Bradish, go like nearly full nine innings with no walks and 10Ks the other day. Could happen. Maybe the Dodgers, they, they're partying a little bit too hard maybe the night before. You know, I know Trey Turner, big, big party guy. You know, Freddie, I mean, one of the biggest party guys in the yeah, league, he's right? A party so, animal. Yeah, party animals. So maybe they just show up and Freddie and his weird swing that is so good but also really weird and it visually makes me insane uh maybe they just have a little bit of a mess up day it's sean mania the haired yeah. wonder that he is right just comes freddie in. freeman's a challenge because it's like you want to tell your kids hey just look at freddie freeman just do it like yeah. he does but you'd be a terrible player if you tried to do it like freddie freeman does because only freddie freeman is capable of doing it how freddie freeman does Everybody yeah, else, you, yeah. you're going to need to find a better role model for patterning your patterning your swing after. It's like, you know, you you'd want to say, "Hey, Cody Bellinger, just watch watch Freddie Freeman for a while, you know, <laughs> fix that, you know." And it's like yeah. that, that'll make things even worse. You said before we started recording, you have an interesting question for me. Did you already ask that question? 
No, not yet. It was just an observation. Good, because I, I don't remember anything interesting happening so far. So I'm glad to know I didn't miss it. <laughs> Which is, um, well, first of all, I will say on, on Bellinger, just like, a, I mean, you, you probably talk about this all the time. Just it's it's hard to remember the last time an MVP candidate fell off like this. And I'm not quite sure what happened exactly. But more thing is, I don't remember the last time that, and maybe this is just because I'm, I can be in and out on understanding everything that's going on in the league of baseball, but I don't remember the last time that seemingly nobody cared about both the AL and the NL like top teams. Like they're not like a story. And I think that's part because people don't like the Dodgers. They don't hate them though. I think it's more that it's just expected. And then the Astros it is because people hate them, right? Like Justin Verlander is probably going to win the Cy Young. And I haven't heard a peep about anyone talking about him. I swear. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me, but you have to like look up the scores sometimes for me to remember like, wow, Verlander was really incredible this year. Um, considering he missed the whole last year. Dodgers, it's like, okay, maybe it's just because everyone's expecting it. But I don't remember the last time it feels like the two top teams. Uh, you could throw the Yankees in there. Sure, I know. But technically, the Yankees aren't the top team. They're still like nine games behind the Astros. I don't remember the last time that this happened. Um, and maybe it's just because it's a little NBA going on where it's like Cavs Warriors again, and it's like Astros Dodgers again. I don't know. It's just the thing that I was thinking about the other day. Yeah, I, I can see that. And, you know, th- maybe this comes down to our bubbles again because uh, the people I follow on Twitter are really excited about the Dodgers. Uh, but, you know, it, yeah. it's, it's Dodger fans. And, yeah, it, it, but, you know, it's one of those things where my, my, my wife tells me I say you know too much. Uh, so, you know, thanks for the criticism, wife. Uh, but, you know, um, I, I, I don't care. Like, it, it's one of those things as a baseball fan. Like, yeah. I don't need anybody else to care about my team. I care enough about mm-hmm. them for everybody, you know, and, and I don't need to think about other teams. Like you're talking about Justin Verlander. I, I think I remember hearing that he's had a very good season. I think he was hurt at one point this season and just recently came back. Other than that, I, I had to look up, like, I, I was pretty sure the Astros had the best record in the American league. But today when I was doing some, some calculations to figure out the Dodgers magic number, I had to look up and make sure I had no idea. Like the Dodgers didn't play the Astros this year. And so I haven't thought about the Astros at all this year. Like, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I told you, I don't think about the giants except when the Dodgers play them. I don't think about the Padres except when the Dodgers are playing them uh, and, or, or when, you know, their magic number is, you know, because the Padres are in second place. So the Padres mm-hmm. affect the Dodgers magic number. It's like, as a Dodger fan, there's so much going on in my life. Dodgers related, I don't have time to care about what other teams are doing or what other fan bases think. And so, you know what, when, when the Dodgers win the world series this year, I'm not going to (laughs) feel sad that nobody's happy about it because everybody I care about is going to be happy and you're going to be sad. And those are the two things that matter most to me in life is me and my family being happy and Javi Peño being sad. That's all I need. Hey, I mean, when have people ever been wrong about projecting the Astros or the Dodgers to win the World Series? I mean, come on, let's be real. It hasn't happened that often, so we'll, we'll see what yeah, happens. I, I just did a whole long segment the other day on Locked on Dodgers about the fact that the MLB postseason is not – it's designed to be a yeah. tournament. It is not designed to even try to reward the best team in baseball. You know, back in, before divisional era, when it was literally the winner of the National League against the winner of the American League, you, you – you had a pretty good chance, a 50-50 chance of the best team in baseball 
winning the World Series. These days, I mean, there's, what, 12 teams making the playoffs this year? That's six times yeah, as many we didn't even talk about as that, there yeah. used to be, you know? And so every round of playoffs you add adds more randomness to it. And, you know, it's it's a slightly different game because you only need four starters instead of five. So deeper teams aren't rewarded as much in the postseason. You know, uh, the, the reason that I still feel pretty good about the Dodgers is that they have a lot of really good hitters and a lot of really good pitchers. Yeah. And those two things generally work out well in baseball. When you pitch well and hit well, you often win games. And uh, and it is still baseball at the end of the day. And so people might be nervous about Tyler Anderson because he doesn't strike out many guys. So can he really hold down the third spot? Well, he's got the fifth best ERA in the National League without striking out many guys. Mm-hmm. And it's still baseball in the postseason. So, uh, you know, if he, if he goes out and gives up four runs a game instead of two and a half, well, guess what? Dodgers offense should be able to score five runs a game, you know? We'll see. We'll see. I yeah. will say with the one Dodgers, if there's one chink in the armor, it's just Gonsolin and Tyler Anderson. They can go in and be amazing or because, you know, it's going to be one of the a big stage for them playoff wise. Or it's like the Luis Severino, who for the Yankees years ago was like their best pitcher, makes his debut is a little bit shaky. That's not an indictment of the skills of the pitcher, which is compl- like the, it's not an indictment of skills of a player, how they do in the postseason necessarily. That being said. Yeah. Um, not looking forward to when Cody Bellinger inexplicably becomes Superman in like game yeah. four against <laughs> probably my team. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, you know, three, one, and he hits a two run home run. And it's like, why this guy is can't hit anymore. Uh, so that's what it, yeah. could you imagine that just a playoff specialist is what Cody Bellinger is. Yeah. Uh, what, what I want. Well, first of all, uh, I'm going to tell you something else. Then I'm going to tell you what I want in the postseason. Uh, you, hmm. you mentioned Gonsolin and Anderson. Gonsolin, he has experience in the postseason. He's pitched in the postseason the last two years. And so, you know, I, I'm not as worried about him and the, um, you know, the bright lights of October. Tyler Anderson, he's America's stepdad. You know, he is a, a grown man who married your mom, you know, like I mean, he is that guy and, and nothing phases Tyler Anderson. He came in, he, he married a woman with six kids, you know, that guy's been through it all. He didn't really marry a woman with six kids. This is all in the America's stepdad fiction that I've created. Okay, okay. That's who Tyler Anderson is. He's a guy, nothing phases Tyler Anderson. It's like, you know, I, I, I was a terrible pitcher on a terrible team and now I'm a great pitcher on a great team. I've done it all, man. I don't care about October. That's Tyler <laughs> Anderson. All, man. You know, I, you I've been everywhere, living, man. Yeah. Uh, but what I want most in the posting, you mentioned Cody Bellinger, October specialist. That would be awesome. What I want is a Dodgers Yankees world series. And I want the decisive game, ideally game four of a Dodgers sweep. I want the winning pitcher to be Andrew Heaney. And I want the winning run to be scored on a Joey Gallo home run against the Yankees. Those two things, like, I don't have anything against Yankees fans, but I think that mental breakdown of losing the World Series because of Andrew Heaney and Joey Gallo specifically Mm. would Mm. blow their minds because the Yankee fans already have such strong feelings about those two players. And for them to beat the Yankees in the World Series, like I think even as a Padres fan, you could root for that. It's not bad. It is. It's it's not a bad tale. It's yeah. spicy. I like the Andrew Heaney, the him crying in the dugout, which I mentioned earlier. That really made me so freaking sad, man. Like that, like hurt me. I was really sad. It wasn't even a cringe thing. I was just like, this stinks because it must be really hard to perform there. And yeah, it wouldn't be too bad. It wouldn't be too bad. even just the play, you know. 
even just a home run against the Yankees would be would be pretty spicy. The Heaney thing would be great too. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I think that the postseason doesn't have a lot of. It's just quiet right now. It's too quiet. The Mets are in it. I don't know what they're gonna do. I think they're great, but they're there's just a lot of interesting players in the postseason there. I think Philly could go crazy. That's my my thing. I think there's a there's big Atlanta Boston vibes from last year with especially Boston. Very deeply flawed. Their starting pitching can be weird sometimes, and then the defense is whatever. But I could just see the, the Harper like just going nuts, and I could see Real Muto and Gene Segura and is Castellanos healthy? I forgot. Hey, if anything bad happens. Watch out. You don't want to play the Phillies. So that could happen. So <sighs> Phillies would be my team that it, I really could just see them getting hot. I really can. So either way, I All can't right. wait, man. I need some yeah. playoff baseball. Jeez. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, Dodgers and Padres have a series coming up. We've been going for 39 minutes and 23 seconds. If we hit the 40-minute mark, David Locke shows up in our room and pulls off, off the stage with a cane. So uh, we better wrap this up. Uh, always fun talking to you. Looking forward to this series. You know, uh, I, I didn't pick on you much. I didn't pick on the Padres much. You know, it should be a fun yeah, series. Just talked. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. You know, talking baseball is not too bad sometimes. Yeah. It's too bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, if you want to uh, reach out to me, Locked on Dodgers, we're on Twitter and Instagram at Locked on Dodgers. Vince, my normal co host, co host, co host is uh, on Twitter at Vince Semperio. I'm on Twitter at Snydog. Email address locked on Dodgers at gmail.com. Phone number, voice, voicemails, and text messages, 323-863-LOCK-5625. And uh, Javi, tell us how to get a hold of you. At Javipeno, J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O, and then at L-O underscore Padres. Both accounts very fun sometimes. And then Locked on Padres on YouTube. Go, uh, go check that out. Yep. Always fun talking to you, Javi. Looking forward to this series. And uh, maybe we'll have a postseason series and we'll get to do another crossover episode. But hopefully not, oh, because I'm hopefully the Padres it. lose in the first round and they're all sad. I, I don't care if they're all sad. I care Soto, that you're sad. We have I just the, want the you to... Weapon X. He's coming for you. <laughs> Here comes Juan Soto. All right. <laughs> see you, Javi. You. See you, man. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.